What's up, y'all? This is Tony Powell, and you're listening to Powell to the People, a podcast, episode 140. Once again, the finest cast in the whole podcasting universe has reconvened. When I want to know what's going on with anything New York City transit related, there's no expert I trust more than my cousin, Mr. Keith Powell. What's going on, Keith? Man, I'm good this evening. How you guys feeling? And when I want to talk the news, the local news beat, the director I go to is my favorite director, my brother, Mr. Mark Powell's in the house. What's going on, Mark? What's up, fam? What's up, bro? And when I want to know what's going on in the New York City real estate scene, there's no guy I trust more than the man we call Mr. Eddie Kane Jr. He's my cousin, Mr. Derek Powell. What's going on, DP? Everything is good. Always good to be in the cipher with the cats. How you guys doing? We are well. We are still, uh, you know, I mean, it seems like, you know, we're, we're all have been in hibernation for a year. We're like, you know, like, the, like you, you all, all watch the nature shows. You see how the grizzly bears come out of the cave after about, you know, <laughs> six months in the wintertime. That's how I feel. Yeah, but the problem is they like, come out skinnier. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you know, that, that's really what it's like. I mean, you know, I'm slowly but surely walking the streets without my mask on. And, you know, I mean, I still, you know, I still have it in my pocket. It's always, it's always there. Um, but I noticed, you know, more and more people are kind of gathering. Uh, I was watching some of the playoff games, you know, and it's kind of wild. You know, I'm almost, I'm almost, I almost have some PTSD because I'm watching games and I'm watching these crowds together and I'm still freaked out a little bit. But I mean, you know, I guess life is kind of, you know, slowly but surely creeping back in, into, you know, reality, I guess. So I guess we're starting to get back to where we were. I know they announced that the schools are going to be, uh, there's no more remote learning uh, this fall. Schools will be back in full effect in, in the fall of next year. So uh, I guess that's another step towards um, some semblance yeah. of normalcy. Mm. Hey, Anthony, didn't the governor um, open up uh, everything for uh, New York City? I mean, it, for it's, part, it's yeah. for the most part. There's still there's still restrictions. Uh, store owners still have the right to to ask you or request that you wear a mask. You know, they don't have to let you in if you don't wear a mask. That's still true in a lot of places. Um, I'm not really sure. What, I don't know if that's too good for New York City. You know, a lot of gunplay up in there. You know, yes, yeah, for a cat put on the mask. I don't know. I don't know about that. Well, it's funny because yeah. I had a question yeah, for you guys because I was saying like that kind of t- uh, t- uh, ties into what I was saying. I was in the stores. Um, actually, been a couple of the gro- grocery store. I've been at BJ's and I've been in a grocery store. I haven't been any place else, quite frankly. And the first time when it first happened, I think the law came last Wednesday, in which was, uh, what, May, whatever, um, whatever, when it kind of opened up as far as the New York goes, where you can go out without wearing a mask. Initially, it was kind of odd to see. It was like seeing a unicorn. I was like, holy cow, I'm not wearing a mask. And what I found myself doing, and I'm going to ask you guys the same question, is I would see people without a mask and without them saying a word to me, without me knowing anything about them. I already decided I knew everything about them. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's sort of what happens to us. You don't you haven't talked to me, you don't say a word to me, yet you decided that I'm either a threat or I'm about to kill you. And I was doing the same thing. I'm least been going, Oh, he's not wearing a mask. He must mean he must be this, this, and that, or she must be this, that, and that. And I'm thinking, that's insane because what, prior to uh what uh May or March or whatever date it was. I never had that snap judgment. You would go, okay, fine, perhaps, maybe. Now I give nobody the benefit of the doubt. I, I automatically assume the worst. Meanwhile, I've talked and I've not said one word to these people. I've just decided, oh, this person must mean he doesn't care about blah, blah, blah. And the funny thing is I'm wearing a mask and I'm fully vaccinated. 
you know, so it's not like it's uh it's just a, a weird kind of thing. I've, I'm sort of trying to change my mind to start thinking, like, listen, I want to go into these stores without wearing a mask. I just haven't gotten there yet. So you're basically prejudging people just like just the do. look just, like they do. I'm us. doing exactly the same thing that I was screaming holler if somebody did to me, and I'm going, that's 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 insane. I should know. I should have the logic because here's the difference. It wasn't like four four hundred years of buildup of this. This is just only been a year going. So it's like, you know, they they did that for you know they've had a history of that. I've only given them a year, and I've already decided I know everything about you. And that's just it's sort of a weird kind of thing. I'm I'm got to balance my mind with the thinking. First of all, it's quote unquote legal now. You can go into stores without a mask. I know they can request it, but for the most part, nobody's doing anything wrong. I just decide they're doing something wrong strictly because of my own little whatevers. I don't know what the whatevers are. You know, it's an interesting point because right after the announcement was made and, and the CDC kind of relaxed the guidelines, I was in key food. And, you know, as I said, they still stores are still asking people to wear masks. You know, you can go to the store. Um, you still have to wear a mask to go onto the subway. You can't go on the subway without yeah. a mask. So I was in key food and a guy walks in, you know, brazenly not wearing his mask and the store owner you know the manager said hey sir you know you need to wear a mask he says no i'm following cdc guidelines to not wear them and it was an assholeish move because it wasn't really about the mask he was you know like you said you you you're looking at people and you're making a judgment i made a judgment about him that was obvious he was making a political statement yeah, that's different yeah about not wearing this mask you know everybody else is still wearing the mask you know um you know, and I walk down the street sometimes and I notice I don't have my mask on and people are kind of eyeballing me like, yeah. yo, what's going on? Where's your mask? And I get it. I understand it. You know, but there's no I don't I don't have a you know, I got vaccinated sign that I can carry with me or, or, or you know, a flashing LED sign that says I got vaccinated to let people know, oh, OK, this guy's all right. So, yeah, it is. It is a weird yeah. thing to, to kind of process. Yeah, because that guy declared himself. But I'm I'm just saying look. People who have not said a thing. They're just doing their business. And I've declared them. And it's like, it's that weird kind of thing. I'm like thinking, that's insane. Because like I said, if if I was to go in that same store and not wear a mask, which I can't do by by state law, I would be, somebody would do the same thing to me that I'm doing to somebody else and never spoken to me. Don't know what my political slants are. Don't know if I'm vaccinated, non-vaccinated, you know, don't know anything. Don't know that I'd get for me, I get tested twice a week because of my job. So I'm, you know, damn sure I'm an athlete. I get tested a ton, and they would know none of that. They would just they could make the same snap judgment that I'm making about somebody without saying what the other guy he was doing his he was doing his Fox News stand up. This person, yeah, but most <laughs> I, but most people like I said have not said anything. They just going about their business. I tell you this, Mark, uh, you, you you're not by yourself on that one there, man. I, I'm making those judgments, man. When I see folks walking around and I know they saying that, you know, uh, the the max uh, mandate has, you know, been lifted. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. I don't know who's been vaccinated. I don't know who's not. I looked at I saw some numbers today. Uh, Connecticut and uh, New Jersey at 74. We were at 64 in New York State. So that means 
there's a lot of people who still haven't gotten vaccinated, but they get the luxury because we did of not wearing their mask. So I still have to protect myself and protect those, you know, others, you know, uh, and continue to wear my mask, you know, when I'm, you know, around some people, you know, if I go in a store or when I'm walking, if I see people, I might have it on my wrist. I automatically put it on, you know, and I, if I see folks coming toward me and they don't put it on, I'll be like, man, they on that bullshit. That's right. <laughs> right out the gate. They on that old bullshit. And I give them the look. I ice grill them, man, because it's not fair. Remember a year ago, we all sitting watching the TV, we crying and all that nonsense. What happened with this Corona is real, man. So I still think you still need to take the precautions and I'm, I'm going to judge those people. Yes, I will. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's not unfair to, to at this juncture, you know, I said it a couple of weeks ago, right here on, on, on our air. I said it that, you know, I, I'm I'm really aggravated. Uh, I wrote about it in, in my piece that y'all still haven't read. Oh, no, it was um, great. It was a beautiful piece that we found and, out about and, in this show. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> and I said that, uh, you know, I'm still, I'm mad. I'm still mad at the people who are still refusing to get vaccinated. You know, the, the you know, we talked about. I think it was last week, Mark, or the week before. We were talking about the Yankees and how people, how many people tested positive yeah, on the Yankees. Yeah. You know, the the, the story that is not how many people got tested positive. The story is how none of them got sick, how none of them got ill, how none of them were yeah. hospitalized for mm-hmm. COVID. That's the story. Yeah, that's part. And of that's group. why you get vaccinated. It's not you know, this COVID is these vaccines are not going to. That's stop you from ever getting COVID. Oh, no, no. What it's going to stop you from doing is going to the hospital or getting getting you know critically ill. High probability so, that you won't die. Not the fact right. you won't get it, but it, and that's the thing because we talked about that. And the point was we did we said on the podcast the people who were going to you know twist and say ha 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 see that doesn't mean anything you still got COVID yeah yeah but I didn't die I didn't wind up in the ICU. That's the I'm vaccine. It's not a prevention for getting the disease. It's a great prevention. Not 100% because nothing is, but it's a great prevention, a greater prevention than me dying from it. And that's the, the story that sh- wasn't told well enough through the media outlets. And if you listen to a little bit, a couple, I heard, I think Fauci was on somebody's show. I don't remember where, who actually did make that point of saying, listen, yeah, I know that's because people brought up that point to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's what we know. The vaccines work because none of them wind up severely sick or almost no symptoms at all. Right. That's they the thing were, they wouldn't have known they had it, right? Yeah, if, right. If, if they hadn't been tested. Okay, on, on that point then, you know, not trying to change the subject. LeBron James was at a shooting, mm-hmm. uh, shooting and um, he wasn't uh, penalized uh, from the COVID uh, protocol that the NBA has. So that means he had the shot and the people around him had the shot, so it made it all right? I don't, from, from the sound, but I heard from LeBron Today, I actually heard on some one of the one of the talking head shows, he kind of danced around whether or not he actually has a shot. Now he could have been doing it just strictly as a you know as a hippie deal. Listen, it's none of your damn business whether I have the shot, or he could have been saying I don't I don't have the shot. He he didn't say hey listen I've been vaccinated maybe I should have done blah blah blah. He didn't declare that, and we know how LeBron is really good about how his words have come out. He doesn't speak foolishly, so I think he danced around that purposely to either. I believe hasn't gotten vaccinated, and which is stunning to me. If you're a basketball player and the whole idea it. is to get back to normal, why wouldn't he get a, a vaccination? Well, that's the million dollar question because the NBA didn't suspend him like they suspended well, so many other players. Question. He the king. 
You're yeah. not suspending the king. It's a Sunday game at 3.30. This is business. You know, so you got all these viewers who are looking to see LeBron go up against the Phoenix Suns. LeBron going to play. And LeBron did play. And we moving forward. That's just how it goes, man. He, It's like the rules are not going to apply to the Michael Jordans, the Kobe Bryants, and the LeBron James. Like it's going to, you know, uh, you know, um, apply to uh, a player, uh, and I, we're not going to say his name yet because we're going to get to him a little later, who may not be on the be basketball court oh, as <laughs> as much. <laughs> so, oh, so, so that means when um, Atlanta, well, when the Knicks play Atlanta in, a, in the ATL, right. Lou Williams has the right now to enter the strip club and get his uh, lemon pepper wings. This is what you're saying, Dirk? Well, what I'm saying does. is Lou, Lou, Lou Pepper, lemon pepper wing. Uh, Lou Pepper Wings Williams has been in the strip club before this Nick game that's going to be on Friday night. No, Lou is up in the club. Anytime you go up there to get them wings, you 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 know you you fly from Orlando to get them wings, and he he right in town. Oh, he getting them wings. He don't he ain't waiting for uh, Friday night. You so know. he doesn't have to worry about the protocol of now, missing a I game. Think, but I I don't know if the uh, strip clubs are open yet. You know, um, I know the yeah, groupies. The groupies have Atlanta's gonna um, be all the way open though. Georgia, I would hope so, <laughs> man. Yeah, Georgia's open. The governor opened Georgia up a while ago. But that don't let mean me just that let me just say this about LeBron and not following NBA COVID protocol. In the words of the Wu Tang Clan, "Cream cash rules everything <laughs> around me." That's it. So mm-hmm. the NBA is not about to blow that 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 TV dollar, TV dollars, that TV money. You know where they playing, uh, you know against Phoenix, and that's that's a premier marquee matchup. Yep. Nah. Mm-mm. You know they'll they'll talk, they'll you know they'll they'll find him after the season's over. Right. <laughs> he he gonna play. He gonna play after the season over. Yep. So basically, they say fuck COVID. We got to make this money. That's right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. If it, like I said, if it, if it was Lou Williams, to your point, Keith, you know what? He can have them wings. He can sit at home and eat them. Uh, <laughs> if it's LeBron, they ain't trying to do that. I mean, if it's LeBron, if it's Kyrie or KD or any of these fools, I think you know, LeBron these, is probably the only one that could truly have pulled that off. Probably. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I, th- I think that they would let you know. KD, I, I, there's maybe, a couple of guys. KD might be able to slide on Kyrie, it. Kyrie, I don't know what his kind of wonkiness. They probably say, you know what? I don't know. I think LeBron for sure. Maybe KD. But that's it. That list is there's Tony Corns. That's the list. That's it. That's short. There's no, there's no well, if Steph was in it, they'd probably let Steph slide. They would let Steph, Steph might slide. Yeah. Playoff time, Steph could slide. Steph, Steph could slide. slide. You think play- and maybe Giannis. I think I mean Giannis might Giannis? be able to Giannis? Nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah. nah Giannis, Giannis ain't big, he ain't big no, enough. No, because he's Milwaukee. Hell no. Milwaukee ain't no. No, no. He's he's big they star. Said, he's, he's Giannis like, the NBA NBA MVP. I don't know though. He's two times. I mean, you know, they just say he didn't. That's, he didn't that's make a real ask Adam Silver's ass. Listen, this, you guys failed this test because that was the whole thing all along. Yeah, okay, fine. Regular season, blah blah blah. You got to miss a game, but when what's going to happen in the playoffs when a team comes down and get locked, you know, get locked up with COVID, or you have some, some of these cases, some of these key players? What are you going to do, Punchinella? And apparently, they said, "What are you talking about? What are you talking about, Willis?" That's exactly what they well, did. Well, you remember what was the guy last year when he was in the bubble? And he had the food. No, he had the the the, the girl come up to his room from the Houston Rockets. Yeah, but like he like and he they kept, kept him out. 
Yeah, but you know, again, like you know, seventh or eighth man on on the bench on 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 on, on, on the road, seventh or eighth man in rotation, don't get the same love. It's, and, it's just not. And Keith, also, if you can't remember his name, you yeah. don't hear get no love. Because in the All Star game, they didn't let Ben Simmons play, and, and by proxy, and B couldn't play either because of because pro- of protocols. And that was sort of right. a big showcase, but this wasn't the playoffs. And this not yeah. not tell you how crazy. This was the first game. It wasn't like they were game seven of the finals. This was the first game. They said, I don't care what you talked about. What did we say early enough? So I think Derek said it. Got to make that money. Aunt, my brother said it, Cream. That's, That's exactly right. what they just said. said. You know, y'all can squash all that. We are. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, but this is going to happen. There you go. After it's, like the money, it's the Jordan rules. That's what the, you know, it's they the Jordan established. Rule. It. Yes. Jordan rules. Yes. You know, remember you, they you lost know. revenue last year. They got to yeah, make yeah, that yeah, money yeah, up. You're right. You're right. You're right. They got to make that money up this year. So he he gonna play. He could go to another photo shoot right before the, tomorrow's game. He gonna play. <laughs> Ain't nobody trying to hear that. Nah, go on get get that number twenty three jersey. Go on, go on out there, boy. Go on, make us some money. Sure. Damn. Mm-mm-mm. It's business. It ain't personal, man. Yeah, that's what it is. Nothing but business. It's about money, man. Money over health. That's right. That's well, right. Speaking of health, uh, the Knicks are feeling a little ill today after dropping that game yesterday. You know, the old me might have said something like. Oh, um, here we go. It's BS. <laughs> exactly. All of a sudden, he might have said, you know, you know, just going back to what I was saying way back when, uh, that the Knicks needed another 30-point score or somebody that could, you know, could kind of come in, get him 30 or carry them when uh, Julius Randle wasn't going, you know, wasn't hitting his shots or whatever, you know, and, and uh, that would keep them from looking like bums. That's what somebody might have said. I wouldn't say that because I've been down with the Knicks all year long. But somebody, <laughs> well, well, somebody if you, else might have said that. I'm just playing devil's advocate right well, now. Well, that's why Alex Burke, you know, went for 27 from a real Knicks fan. So we did have somebody. Yeah, but, but Alex Burke, who's been all over, you know, talk about lemon pepper. I bet you Alex Burke can tell you where to get lemon pepper wings in every yeah, city damn near in the okay. NBA because you know, well, played for every damn he team. Went, but he with us now. And I he like, stepped it up yesterday the way we needed him. I think what hurt us is the three in the corner uh, by Bavinovich. Oh, that was huge. Right. And that was too huge. And I thought that Tibbs gave Peyton the hook too soon in the first and third quarter and never brought him back. I would have rather seen Peyton out on Trey Young instead of Frank Nilatia. Cause it just that 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 wasn't going. You know, Frank was scared to death, man. But, you know, but also, Barkley brought up a good point that about that Franklin, whatever that boy's name is, Franklin uh, Lakina. <laughs> Franklin Lakina. Yeah, that that he blames Tiv because you can't have a guy not play basically exactly. the whole game, and then at exactly. the most crucial point, go out and, go, and guard his uh, little jitterbug here, exactly. and and it, it was just asking way too much. I mean, it, it's just a bad. He, right. he put that on Tiv more so than Frank because. You ask you ask him Agreed. a whole lot to, for that to happen. He sat he sat all game. I think he came in maybe with ten or fifteen seconds to go in the yeah. second quarter, and then they brought him back. That's why I said if you pay play Peyton a little bit more, or I would have went with Bullock who bit out there, or I would have went with Burke. I would have went with anybody but Derrick Rose because he was just running circles around. D, D Rose too old to be chasing that young guard and put a little bit more size on him and I probably would have, you know, ran him or, you know, I would have squeezed him and made him give that rock up. I'm not going to let him do that. I think a lot of times when they guard and Trey Young, I think a lot of people are worried about catching whatever's going on with his hair. 
So they kind of they don't play him all as tight as they could be playing him. You know, I mean, you know, they don't know what's going to be shaking out of there when he's he's going left to right. So that could be part of it. I don't know. Um, Just I'm just putting it out there. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it was certainly. I mean, it seemed like you know a breakdown. You know that this is where they're going. You know he's going to get the ball. He had made the last whatever. You know. Mm Uh, the majority of the last few bad ten point last yeah. ten points that they made, pretty with the exception of Bogdanovich's shot, yeah, was him. Uh, he was making them. So you had to you had to draw up some sort of play to kind of get like you said, get the ball out of his hands, make right. somebody else beat you. Exactly. Um, you know, so it was just yeah, it was just bad. And then Julius Randle again. Um, I you know maybe the moment was too. I don't know. Don't know. He just he, it wasn't there he didn't for show him. Up. I mean, and he's. It's bad for him to have a bad game during at that time, but you know that's what happened. You know, because he got his shots. Um, uh, you know, to me, I thought he was pressing a little bit too much. But remember, took a lot know, of bad shots. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think it's playoff time. You know, it happens. But what I loved was the crowd, man. Did you see the energy? You know, to that actually have fifteen thousand fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what we were talking about last week. We were saying. Yeah. I mean, uh, when, when the Knicks. Yeah, oh, rolling! It's crazy in there. It, it, the garden is a, is the place you. I mean, it's just it's just, it's just a, the city is a magical place, and yes. the garden is a magical place when the Knicks are doing well. Yeah, you know what? I watch ESPN, and the Knicks was the second story today. Sure, on ESPN, it's crazy. Usually, you know, the Knicks they get the you know half an hour later, and it's just a smidgen. They got a full story on cats. I was like, yo, we we back there again. You back in the limelight? Mm. Yeah, no, I don't know I mean, if you know that, Anthony, but we we back there. <laughs> of course, I know that. I, I, I told you. I'm like, <laughs> it, it, I told you who it was. Spike Lee, Michael Rappaport, me. Uh, that's yeah. it. Those are that's that's Nick fandom. I'm what you call the uh, clown yes. prince of Nick fandom. Yeah. Clown is right. <laughs> getting on the bad wagon try to enjoy this oh my I'm not, oh, I'm not getting on I've been driving this bus what you talking about getting on the bad wagon I'm driving it it must yes. was empty <laughs> that's right <laughs> I'm that's, that's right yeah, empty he was he's driving by himself boy. Right, by his damn stuff he ain't had, he ain't even have a hat on his head you going you going to the Barkley I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got you on tape. You you was definitely a net fan, man. You come on. Well, I say bring the tape out. Where's the tape? Show me. Show me the tape. Well, well, well I'm, you know that's going to be my my work this week. I'm gonna look it up. I'm going oh, back to find it. it. I'm going by back all means find it because it's enough of this, man. Cats trying to you know take blame or they've been with us the whole season. We know better than that, man. Uh uh-uh, uh uh uh. Our but fans was, know that I am you know. Back to like you know like 1969. Uh, my, oh my chest, my chest is tightened up. Oh my god! Uh, uh, uh. But it was a, it was really a good game. Um, Atlanta and the Knicks are so close together. I, so? I see it going six or seven games. You think Atlanta? I mean, I, I think record wise, but talent wise, Atlanta is much more player for player talented than than the, than the Knicks. But are. we play better defense. Yeah, I think I mean, I, I think. You guys, and, and no slight to, to to Nate, Tibbs has those guys playing such a level. But I, th- I think the problem is, we talked about this earlier, he's had them playing at, at that level from almost Jump Street. There's no more to go. There's no more to juice out of that orange. So you can't get any more than these guys already have given you 
why I think Atlanta may have another year just because they have more talent. They just a more talented team. Yeah, I think you know, like Atlanta. You look at Atlanta. There's two guys that I think can drop thirty. Yeah. Um, and whereas the well, Knicks has got to be a combination of pieces that can, you know, that you know. I mean, you hope Randall can get you his, and then and then you're hoping somebody else comes to the fore. But like you said yesterday was Burke, you know, and it's been D Rose, and D Rose is playing well. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, he's had, he's had he's had a a, a renewal. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah he uh, has changed his game. You know, he's not that quick fleeted. You know, he has got changed. Played. Right, he's he's playing, he's you know he's playing within himself. He's like he's you know he reinvented his game. Like a lot of these guys that come to the Knicks too late do. Larry Johnson, you know, and <laughs> and and D Rose is is another one in a long list of Mari Stoudemire, a long yeah. list of guys who who you know were one thing and then they get here and there's something else. Um, but uh, you know they don't have, they do not have, and I think that that's going to be the 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 telltale. Yes, they can play defense, they they can hustle. You got a lot of hustling bodies. But they don't have a guy like when Julius Randle is not going where somebody else can say, listen, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna force the attention to me. I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna drop 30, and then uh you pick yours up in the flow of the game. They don't have that dude. Yeah, that's exactly. maybe this year they'll get him. I don't know. Maybe you know in the free agency they'll get him, but right now he's not on the roster. Yeah, but the Knicks don't have cool. what the Sixers had yesterday, because Sixers, uh, if you guys watch the game, probably not. Um, I did. And B was in foul trouble early on, and Tobias said, Okay, I got that gap. And then the second half, Embiid got you his 30. The Knicks ran. And here's the problem I'm going to have. I, I, I hope people don't do to Randall. He played yesterday, and his numbers were just okay. But essentially, that was his career numbers until last until this year. Right. And I hope people don't say, see, I knew it. Because that takes away the all, I mean, think of all the hard work this guy had to do to reinvent his body, his game, yes. to get mm-hmm. to where he is. So if he has, say, a subpar series, or say he only has 18 points per game or whatever these numbers, that doesn't take away all the work this guy did and the fact that he was truly one of the great players in the league this year. I mean, he really was. So I hope people you know, get cynical and think, oh, yeah, see, I knew, I knew. Eight or oh, 72 games, he was one way. He can go through a stretch and have a little, you know, a little downslope and, and not take away all his work. And Mark, also on your note, uh, Philadelphia had help. They had uh, Westbrook also playing for them. <laughs> no, no, those damn refs were killing my sister. But that's another story. <laughs> well, I mean, again, as you make an interesting point, Mark, about uh, Julius Randle and 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 you know, career, you know, career, his career versus what expectations are now. You know, I mean, he, he the expectations for him now are much higher than they oh, yeah. they have ever been. Um, you know, and that happens in in a basketball life. I mean, you know, Kwame Brown. There were certain. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! There were certain expectations placed on him. That list, but, you know, I'm I, I probably am. I probably am. But I, here's here's what I'm gonna say about Kwame Brown. Um, he did not do to himself what was done to him. But he did not draft himself. He did not draft himself yep. uh, with the expectations that he was going to be the savior of the Washington Wizards franchise. That was not him. That was Michael Jordan, who has proven to not be as brilliant as a basketball player as he was. He is a horrible judge, horrible judge of talent. He is a horrible GM. He has not gotten it right down there in Charlotte at all. So he's got to own that. Kwame Brown did not draft himself, uh, you know, number one. I think it was number one overall. Of course, there's going to be expectations of of him in that position. I mean, they're... They couldn't help but be expectations of him. Apparently, he was, uh, according to him, he was drafted with the expectation 
that he was going to be traded to Chicago uh, in exchange for Elton Brand, and the right. deal fell through because uh, right. former owner A. Poland didn't want to make any more trades. And Jeez. so, you know, where he might have gone to Chicago and may have flourished in that system, who knows? We don't We don't know. Uh, you know, given all of that, he still managed to stay in the league for more than a decade, I think mm-hmm. like 10, 12 years, and has made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And for him, you know, life is good. I mean, this is a guy that started, you know, his life, he was homeless for a long period of time. And, and you know, that's why I'm, I'm treading very carefully with Kwame Brown because, again, this is a guy that you do not want any smoke with. And apparently <laughs> uh, some NBA players have found that out the hard way this past week because Kwame Brown has been on a tear. Uh, just you know, just speaking Critics on all of them, like uh, like in uh, yeah, day. He, he, yeah, exactly. He put, like, he put all Lonzo on him, man. He just he just put he put tickets, he put cases on all them bitches, every single <laughs> one of them. He would have to deal with the readers, Stephen Jackson, you know, uh, Matt Barnes, you know, and these are guys, you know, they, you know, they all, you know, like especially like you know, like with Steve Jackson and and Barnes, these are you know, these are Those guys who rap. you know come, you know, they they you know they're kind of tough guys in the NBA, but. Um, not according to him. Not not according to him. Nah, you know. Go ahead, Derek. What, what, what was your what, take? What my my take was, they got what he probably should have been saying maybe ten years ago. It was just all of the buildup, and enough was enough. And for our for our audience, this goes back to a podcast that Stephen Jackson and. Matt Barnes has, and they had Gilbert Arenas, a former NBA player, on. And what had happened, they were talking about Washington, and somehow Kwame comes up. Gilbert makes a comment. And when he makes a comment, Steven Jackson taps Matt Barnes' knee. And Kwame has been the butt end of jokes. Stephen A is on that list forever, where Stephen A calls him a bona fide scrub. Right. And what Kwame, what Kwame did, and you got, fortunately, we all saw the last dance, I guess last May or last June, Michael Jordan has broken down men. What chance did this 17-year-old oh, kid boy. Yeah. have dealing with Mike at after, after his Chicago days in that environment? And his confidence got ruined. And then who does he go to after that? He goes to Michael Jr., Kobe Bryant in Los Angeles. (laughs) Exactly. These are just the facts. So what chance did this guy ever have to be in a situation where he can flourish and have support and it just didn't come? So when you get tired of getting beaten on and honestly, until Kwame said where he went and from, you know, Michael to Los Angeles, I never thought about the pressure and the way those two athletes are with their teammates, with what you did. Because this kid came into the league at 17, turning 18. He's a baby. Just imagine your kids. I imagine my daughter at 17, 18. You can't take that pressure. And he rolled him and rolled him Mm. and rolled him. But when you look at his uh, years in the league, 12, 13 years. You can't be a bust playing 12, 13 years. You got to be able to do something right. And he made tons and tons of money. He just got tired of it. And he is going, he went to Charlemagne, what, Charlemagne, DJ. Go. It's a whole list of those folks 
that he is speaking the truth. And for our audience, and I'll let somebody else jump in. Um, I just sent, you know, our guys, you know, our, our team, um, a video where he's commentating Derek Fisher <laughs> and Matt Barnes with when, when Matt Barnes is still married to his wife, uh, what's her name, Corvain or something like that? What oh my gosh. Uh, well, that's Derek Fisher's new woman. And Derek Fisher walks by Matt while that's Matt's wife and shakes his woman's hand. And Kwame is now commentated. You talking about me, and he refers to Matt Barnes as Becky with the good hair now. Yeah. Becky with the good hair. <laughs> How you gonna come at me and you couldn't deal with this man stepping to your wife? It has been totally, totally entertaining. But if you listen to what he says, it's a lot of truth and a lot of facts. And what he's doing now, he's providing footage and people are apologizing to Kwame Brown at this point. I'll let somebody yeah, know. He, he, he's been given a straight no chase. Exactly. As you said, Derek, is 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 raw, but that's what's that's what's working. I mean, the fact that it, you know he's got a YouTube channel is suddenly blowing up. Oh. Um and again, as I said. This is not some kid, you know, yeah, he grew up, he was a 17-year-old kid when Michael Jordan found him. And 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 as you said, he probably Michael Jordan, you know, has broken grown men. Thank you. So a 17-year-old kid who probably idolized him as as well. Wearing his shoes. <laughs> wearing his shoes. Mm-hmm. Uh well, he probably he was homeless. He probably didn't even have a pair of Jordan shoes until he until he met Jordan, thinking he was gonna get some. And, and um you know, then as you said, leave that and then go Kobe? to deal with Mamba mentality. Um, but he ain't no punk. No, nope. and, and like I said, he grew up on them streets. Uh, you know, uh, where's he from? He's from. Um, I think he's in Georgia, from a, little, a small town in Georgia, from what they were saying. Right. So yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's that. You know, that's not somebody. You know, there, there's certain people in the world that you just don't want to mess with. If you meet some kid from some war torn country. Leave him alone. You trying to shake him? You know, some little African kid or some kid from, from Central America somewhere, and you think you're going to shake him up? Leave him nah, alone. just leave him alone. Because they, they've come from a place where they've seen more than you could possibly imagine, yeah. and they are not afraid of anything, including dying. They will die to make the, your day bad. <laughs> so, so, Bobby Brown is telling that to Steven Jackson, Whoa. Gilbert Arenas, Mm-hmm. And Becky with the good hair—that's what he called. Y'all best leave him alone. You know. You know he 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 made a statement that when he was with um, Washington at the time, <clears throat> um, they were getting blown out by somebody, and Doug Collins was the coach. Yeah. And they put him in, and I think they lose him by like maybe twenty or thirty points. And he blames the loss on Kwame, who only played maybe the last five minutes of the game when they're getting blown out. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, imagine you're a seventeen-year-old kid. And a man is blaming you, and you got Michael by pushing him for a loss that you had nothing to do with it. You just getting there for garbage time, mm-hmm. you know. And as, as you said, after time, a person could take but so much. And I guess you know, don't catch it the last straw. He he came from everybody, and he might be coming for Michael in a little while. <laughs> I mean, he ain't back it down. He what he got to lose, y'all. He, he ain't playing no ball down to nobody at this stage of the game. He is giving it like like Anthony said, straight no chaser. But the guy, you know, like I said, he's making perfect sense. You no, know, he, right. he the, the scenario that Keith gave, he said they worked him out that this is a game day for three and a half hours. Right. They worked him out in the morning before the game, three and a half hours. He's a kid. 
He goes to the game. He's exhausted, he said. He says he's sitting on the pitch. They down 30. Doug calls on him. He misses a pass. And he says Doug is talking to him like he been out there all game, even though MJ was missing all the shots. I was like, yo, what are you looking at? But he also blames Doug Collins for allowing that to happen where you're the coach. You know I'm a kid. You're allowing this to go on in your presence, and you just okay with it. Because the way he put it, the only cat who really was stepping up for him was Eton Thomas, who went to Syracuse, right. and yes. who also was with the Bullets with him at the time. He says he, if it wasn't for Eton, he, he don't know where he would be. That was the, Eton's the guy who was making him mentally strong and mentally tough. No, it was the well, best. Eton's a good guy. Yeah, yes. he's, a, he's a really good guy. He's a social justice warrior. Yeah, he's a really, really good dude. Yeah. No, it's, mm-hmm. It was just a bad, well, you said, we say it all along. It was a bad scenario from Jump Street. Jordan, along with his, uh, you know, hand picked uh, coach and Collins, who was hard on people, especially on young players. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to it's co- goes to Kobe. I'm not sure, was, was Phil there at the time when he was with Kobe? I'm not sure if Phil was there because. If we look at it, Kwame messing around and might have a couple of championships out of that. Um, well, he probably wasn't getting no no run. I got to do we got to you know do some just, back checking. I mean, it was that. just a bad. It was for him was to bad. succeed. You asked an awful lot for that kid to succeed. Even that, in that, if you look at that draft, I was looking at it while we were talking. That was a horrible draft, two thousand one draft. It was the kitty draft. All those taking all those high school kids, but right, he was the worst of the kitty draft. But we don't know if he was that bad because he went in the worst situation. And it's like it's like a player in the NFL going. Maybe not now, but t- today's are going to Cleveland or Cincinnati. You would never know how great they are because they're in the worst situation, so they can't. The most impossible to succeed. Now, right. what I mean, he, again, he was—they he, were trying to make him the face of the franchise. Like, again, number one overall pick to a team that had not been winning at all. No, I was down there that time. It was oof. now what and, Eton uh, Thomas was saying was. He was the best big man. When they went to work out the big fellas that year for the upcoming draft, he ate everybody up. He was the quickest. He was the most skilled out of that draft that year. But you put him in a no-win situation because if MJ is taking you only to trade you, he doesn't want you. So now that he's stuck with you, he's going to ride you. And he was saying that, uh, what's this cat's name? Brendan Haywood, who also went to the University of North Carolina, yeah, yeah. who was also there with him. He used to be laughing because MJ had him carrying all the bags, doing all the kind of rookie hazing stuff with him, but going a little bit overboard because he didn't want the kid there from the beginning. Right, and it wasn't his fault. I mean, you and know, it wasn't uh, his fault. Uh, right, I mean, you know, the the, the Elton Brand, they, they wanted Elton Brand. Right. And then they, you know, Elton Brand was was shortly after, you know, I forget where Elton was in Chicago, and he ended up getting traded like a few weeks later uh, to, to, to the Phil, Clippers. The Clippers, yeah, he went right. to the Clippers first, yeah. And so, yeah, and Elton Brand was, you know, averaging twenty and ten, and Jordan felt like, okay, this is the guy we can get. Um, and and maybe maybe in a situation like Chicago at the time, he would have been all right. Sure. I'm, I'm not sure who the coach was. At, yeah, he would have been around. Was, yeah. uh, I think Eddie Curry and Tyson Chandler, right? No. Chandler, Chandler went to uh, at that time. If if that was a trade, Chandler got taken by the Clippers, and Curry was taken by Chicago. Right. So he had been with uh, Eddie Curry then. Think think about yeah. this, fellas. Yeah, so yeah. this kid at eighteen years old. This goes on for a year. He's going through this pressure for Michael, Mark, and Anthony, and myself. We had 
kids at 18 who went away to college. Think about all the calls we got for bullshit from an 18-year-old kid and the pressure that that kid had to grow up as a man in that league. When you are 18 and everybody goes out to have drinks, you can't go out to have drinks. So he's Mm kind of like isolated. And then you go to practice, you're looking for some sort of support. And Mr. Number 23 from The Last Dance is on your ass. That's inc- it's, it's no way you can be successful. No, no. Well, we said, I mean, you said earlier, from a little town in Georgia and he goes to Chocolate City. Oh, that's a that that jump is too big. It was, too it, big. It's, it's, yeah, it's got an awful lot to go mm-hmm. right. And you look at this, too. He didn't have a male figure in his life. Yeah, he said that, that he, too. Yeah. You know, to, to look up or someone he could talk to with the problems that he was facing right. in the league. You know, instead of them guys reaching out and being a big brother to him, they just basically tore him down. Yeah, you know, which is sad. Right. I mean, and and, and that's 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 what you always hear from like the guys who are successful, like the uh, the high school players. They always talk about that other player that kind of took him under their wing. Exactly. You know, like whether it's Tracy McGrady or or uh, in fact Kobe Bryant. You know, Kobe Bryant was you know. Uh, you know, but he goes there with Byron Scott. That's his guy. Byron Scott, right. and also uh, Eddie Jones was uh, like another guy who kind of right. looked out for him. But yeah, it was and, looked and, out for him. And, and even we, in that, even in that circumstance, Kobe talks about how lonely he was because, again, as you just said, Derek, they you know, guys go out. He wasn't. He was. You know, he was looking for somebody just to hang out with. He, you know, he met his wife. You know, on a on a like a, a goofy video shoot, mm-hmm. and their dates was at Disney World. Exactly. You know, Disneyland. Yeah, that's where yeah, they right. was going. They was going to the movie, right? And look at the 2001 roster for the for the Wiz- for the Wizards. So thinking who could who could have mentored him? Yeah, Courtney Alexander. Uh, no, Virginia. No, obviously he had uh, Hubert Davis. Probably could have. I mean, he was at that point because he was he had probably from the but, Knicks. So he was a little more mature. But remember, he's a North Carolina guy. He's going to side with Mike. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Take that. So Rip Hamilton. No, Brendan Haywood. Mm-hmm. UNC. Hell no. Once again, no. Popeye Jones. Mentor, he's a coach now in the league, but yeah. yeah. Um, Leitner, he's a little odd. Tyron <laughs> Lou could have helped him out. Could have helped him. Was, uh, Tyrone Nesby, don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Bobby Simmons, don't know. Eton Thomas, he said, did help That's him out. That's his guy, right? Jahide White, one. Georgetown, a mature guy, because pre- and then uh, Chris Whitney, don't know who the hell that was. Yeah, so he was he was alone. And nothing bad against those guys, but with that roster, what was they winning? Who was the roster? Could you look it up real quick, Mark? The roster for uh, Chicago at the same time, that same year. Uh, With that roster, nothing good was going to happen. And they're going to blame a young kid. You're going to blame the 17 year old kid (laughs) (laughs) who ain't got no, who been sitting all game. Come on, Doug. And and y'all getting blown out by 30 points. Come on now. But remember, Doug's coaching philosophy when he, you know, when he first had Michael in Chicago, we, we keep it close and we give it to Michael in the fourth quarter. He'll win, but of course. Thirty points, Mike. Mike ain't coming up with thirty points at this Not point no more, in his life. But in uh, his Mike, mind, yeah, that, Mike was Mike was like Willie Mays at that point in his career. I yeah. mean, it was over. All right, so Chicago. Who's the roster for Chicago? All right, yeah, Greg Anthony. Um, that would have been real point. good. Yeah, because he had ten years of his, at that um, point. Extracurricular activities. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he had ten years at that point. Some foreign player. I don't know. He had Travis Best six years. Uh, Tyson Chandler was a rookie. Jamal Sorry, Crawford was only one year in the league at that point. Eddie Curry is another rookie. Wow, that's right. Because I yeah. forgot Chicago had all these. Marcus Pfizer was supposed to be the number one pick, but he hurt his leg that year. But he was, he was only a year in. AJ Guyton a year in. This is a young team. Yes. Uh, Trenton Hassel, 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 a rookie. Fred Hoiberg, future coach, uh, future coach of the Bulls. Actually. Six right. years in. Ron Mercer, he was crazy. From Kentucky, four years Kentucky. in. Brad Miller, 
three years in Purdue. Oakley, Oak man could have helped him out. Sixteen years, nobody's gonna mess with Oak. Yeah, uh, Kevin Ollie, yeah. Um, Norm Richardson, Oak. rookie. Eddie Robinson, two year. Jalen Rose could have helped him out. Seven year guy at that point. And <laughs> and Meta World Peace ain't helping oh. nobody. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have been straight. He would have been straight. But he would have had a better chance with Chicago than he did with yeah, the, you're probably the right. Just with because the they would have had all yeah. them young kids. They yeah. had, yeah. I mean, yeah. they would have had three high schools. Yep, exactly. That's right. that's Just the point. age gap would have been better for him with the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Because he went to Great some point, grown, man. he was with grown, he was dealing with grown man stuff over there with Washington, man. Uh uh uh. But well, Kwame is bringing um, it. You know, there's <laughs> you wrote by the garden the other day. Doug, we didn't oh. just talk about this, <laughs> uh, but uh, I certainly, I guess we, you know, before we before we move on, because we were talking about it early in the show. Yeah, I talking like about COVID, yeah. and you know, uh, COVID has kind of changed all of our lives. It's changed how we live, but it's also, you know, I mean, it, it's it's been a time of reflection in a lot of ways. I, I think people are saying, you know what, you know, the, the, everybody wants to seize the day. It's carpe diem time for most people after being on lockdown for a year. But the, for some people, um, COVID was a different kind of opportunity. So tell us about your, you know, safari. <laughs> I would tell you this, Square God. Um, and, and fortunately, earlier in the show, you, you, you mentioned about, you know, some young kids coming from a war-torn country in Africa. And that was my, my life yesterday on 7th Avenue between 34th and 30, 33, 30, and 32. Um, I go to the city yesterday on Sunday because parking is free. Needed to pick up some uh, playoff T-shirts because I'm a true fan. And I thought that a store might have been open, but it was closed. So I said, well, let me drive by the garden because I know there's another store within the garden. And there's a big department store over there. The first red flag should have been. I got a parking space a block away from the garden. I'm like, well, maybe somebody just moved. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I ain't been nowhere since the pandemic. So I get out. And I see one panhandler and then I see another one in front of Popeye's and I don't pay it no mind. And I said, well, okay, well, you know, maybe, you know, hard times in front of Madison Square Garden. It was it was I don't want to use this word uh, and I'm not going to do it. It it was definitely me going back in time when I was in junior high school and high school riding the subways where the homeless was had definitely taken over the subways. (laughs) They have taken over that 34th uh, Street area next to Penn Station and Madison Square Garden. They are sitting on the stairs. Um, They are long. If you guys remember where the, you know, Models went out of business, that block right right there between 34th and 33rd, right outside of uh, Bank of America. I hate for somebody going in there using the ATM machine. That's a thorough ass whooping right there, man. <laughs> they, they, they was eight deep. And you know how like they got like the um the concrete police barriers? They just right. sitting and they got their shirts off. And it, it, it was like I'm I'm looking around and I'm like, is this really happening in New York City? And I start reflecting on the news reports I hear about the slashing in the subways. And I says, okay, well, maybe folks are coming upstairs because it's hot downstairs. I go across the street 
on a side where I used to get my gyros from in front of a, a hotel. I won't call them out. They need to clean that up. And I seen like, you know, a couple just <laughs> laying down there. You and mean it was the Pennsylvania hotel? I didn't say that. Anyhow, they were like, <laughs> it was a couple laying down like they were spooning. Like, and this is like 12, 12, you know, you know, just sleeping. I'm like, is this happening? And then you see people walking around like talking to themselves. And this is all the things, you know, you I've been hearing uh, during the pandemic of what's going on, um, you know, with transit, you know, not, you know, MTA is saying they need more cops down there. I saw what people deal with every day within like 35 to 40 minutes within a three to four block radius, uh, midtown Manhattan, 34th between, uh, uh, seventh and eighth. It was it was crazy. I didn't go on the other side on Eighth Avenue though with a post office because I didn't want to see the people taking over the stairs. It was just too much for me <laughs> in one day. I know how that was going to look, but just right out in front of the garden, it is crazy. It's going to be ninety degrees on Wednesday. If anybody don't believe me, get off on the A train on Thirty Fourth Street <laughs> and go on upstairs <laughs> on Wednesday about eleven thirty twelve. You going to call in next week and say. Man, I tell you, man, that power to the people, them, they be reporting accurate over there, man. They ain't lying. <laughs> it was crazy. It was no, like I, it, natives. It was like natives, man. No shirts. It was just bad. It was a bad look. It was a bad look. It's, you know, I mean, I used to, uh, y'all know, I used to work in that, right. actually in Two Penn Plaza. I used to work upstairs, 17th floor. And so I used to come into that building every day about five o'clock in the morning, you know, which means I was on the, either on the subway or 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 coming from somewhere. Uh, to get there at five o'clock in the morning every single day. And I've walked into that building from every possible entrance you could walk into it from um, whether it's down the street, across the street, and any way you can enter from the 8th Avenue side, 7th Avenue side, from the side streets. And it was always that way. And especially if you went by the Amtrak or the waiting room for Amtrak. Mm. Or that bathroom. I don't mm. think you saw that part. You didn't mm-hmm. get, down, get down there. No, nah, you, you didn't see that. Uh, just, just the amount of, of just, you know, people, um, on the eighth Avenue side on the, what is that? The, the, the South West entrance on the eighth Avenue side, same thing. You come in, you'd have to step through and over and around bodies just to get inside the damn, uh, building. Cause I used to park in a, a garage right up the street. So I still have to walk through there every day, the same place. And then you'd have to step around people, people laying on top of the great, you know, so you get the smell of ass and hot air. <laughs> you know, as you step by them and around them. Uh, and, you know, I listen, I mean, homelessness happens, but I think this COVID was, was really rough because the same kind of people that were, you know, doing the outreach, you know, suddenly stopped doing it. I yeah. guess. I don't know. I, I would imagine just because there was no way to kind of protect yourselves, protect yourself from, uh, from, from getting it. And, and people started making a choice and, I got to say, if you've been living out in the streets of New York for a long ass time, you probably got immunity to damn near everything mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. You know, I mean, when the, when they, when the, they drop the, the, you know, when, when the world ends, it'll be radioactive roaches driving old Chevy Novas, <laughs> um, you know, acting like Uber drivers for, for the homeless. Cause they'll still be here. Um, you know, that, uh, ahead, okay. I mean, but you know what, when we speak of the homeless, you got to think, and within the year, it grew to be sure. even more because people end up losing their jobs, mm-hmm. losing their homes and stuff, and they had no place to go. And like you said, they all have the outreach programs that they used to have. 
So people are, just, are like Dirk said, the couple they 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 laying in, together on the street at twelve o'clock in the afternoon because they have nowhere to go. Now think about and this, and I don't mean to cut you off, Keith, but you just brought you just another light bulb just click. The eviction moratorium in New York should be lifted like August. Remember, there's folks who ain't been paying rent because they don't have the income coming in, and that money's been mounting up. Landlords are going to be able to start to sue these people for that back money. It's going to be crazy out there in the streets, man. Yeah, no, I mean we, we've been talking about yeah. it on this show for for the longest time, and 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 uh, the chickens are definitely coming home to roost. Agreed. Um, and it, and it's it's unfortunate and it's sad. Like I said, homelessness happens. I mean, uh, you know, I think you know it. it it's well, I'm tap dancing in the minefield right now. There are a lot of people who are homeless through no fault of their own, as you point out, Derek, you know, you lose your job, you lose your life situation, you lose your mm-hmm. ability to, to maintain um, a household and you find yourself on the street, you get evicted. And then the other people who, even if you gave them an apartment tomorrow, still could not take care of themselves because they're dealing with mental illness challenges. Mm-hmm. And so even if you put them in a, in a, in a brand new spanking Park Avenue apartment, um, they would not be able to survive inside that apartment anyway. They they would they would eventually end up back on the streets because they're not able to to function, and there are no places for them to go, and there are no. I mean, we don't like the idea of mental institutions or or, or whatever, but we also don't have any kind of place where these folks can go to get some sort of treatment to get their meds, keep you know stay with their meds and. And we don't finance it and we don't fund it. And so when you walk in the streets of Manhattan on a 90 degree day in May, you see why it's necessary. Definitely. It just is. Man. Well, and also that city is rudderless with, uh, with de Blasio, Mayor Disaster, running the city. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he, he is, he's, he's probably been the worst caretaker of the homeless for yeah. the longest time. And, and, you know the ones that are not on the street out there on 34th Street, they're definitely down in the subways. Oh yeah, uh, taking up space and and you know I, and cutting I was in people. The subway. Yeah, you I was in the cutting. subway today, and and you know I had to step. A guy had a, a pallet laid out there. He had all his little. He had a shopping cart, and he had his little blankets. He was laid out and on the side of the wall there. And I guess you know, uh, like a lot of us, you know, you reach a certain age, you got, got to get up and pee in the middle of the night. So he got up and pee in the middle of the morning. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> right there. Oh, man. Oh, see, this yeah, is what you can't ride the subway, Anthony. I'm sorry. Yeah. You got to get another form of transportation. Oh, yeah, man. but you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just had to go like a few blocks and I didn't want to drive the car, move the car. So, I, you know, I said, let me just hop on the subway and shoot on down there. But no, man, it's, it's yeah, from whatever you see in up top, it's just as bad. You were, yeah. before we go. I know you've been talking about the the rise in gunplay in New York City, Derek. Stop and frisk. Um, stop and frisk. Yes, I know you. Yes, you yeah. want to go back to this this nonsense again. We're it's not, not stopping nonsense. and frisking nobody. I understand. And for our audience, uh, just want to circle back. Uh, maybe ten months ago, I said we need to bring back stop and frisk. He's been saying that, yeah. And and the other three uh, teammates saying I'm crazy. Well. <laughs> They are popping off in New York City like it ain't nobody's business, man. Every time you turn around, somebody getting shot. You know, we can't catch him until, you know, later, you know, weeks later. But if we had stop and frisk, just my opinion, people wouldn't be so willingly to carry a gun because the police will have a right to stop 
to see if you carry it. But my, I'm getting continuous push back from my team. That, that means your brother can't come to New York, but so often, if that's the case of stop oh. and frisk, you well, wouldn't want me to get caught up in a bad situation. It'll be you? safe. It'll be safer for you because we stopping them fools. But, but listen, you know, it's safer for me already. But if the cops stop me, it would be unsafe for your brother. Well, see, we're at a disadvantage. Just think about it. You know, supervision was in the subways yesterday, the day whenever he saw the guy take a wee wee. He could have <laughs> they could have been popping off, you know, because ain't nobody checking nobody down here, man. You know, Let me just say to- this. I, I have a solution to this problem. It's real simple. What we do with the shooters is is we hire them to play on the New York Knicks because at least somebody can make a goddamn shot on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah, super fan over here. Exactly. Yeah, that's hope, what I'm saying. So I, let's, I that's that's how we can solve. We can kill, literally kill two birds with one stone. I hope our audience uh, that's is pretty listening. good there. Two birds with one stone. <laughs> okay, got that. So if uh, y'all have not been subscribing to Power to the People, oh by the way, we will not be here um, next week. We'll be, we'll be taking uh, the Memorial Day holiday off. You know, as I said, life is coming back. We got to break so off the plantation. Go. Thank you. Yeah, so, so, so the slaves going to be free for a week. Uh, they're going to be running, running loose for a whole week, and then I'm going to send the slave catchers to catch them. Um, so they'll be back chained to their desks the following week. But uh, if you're list- looking for us next week, don't be mad. Here's what you do. Here's what you do. Take the time to catch up. There's 140 episodes. I know you haven't heard them all, so go back and listen. In fact, go back and listen to the UFO episode since that's hot and popping. Go back and listen to episode five, the first episode where we did this family affair. Go back and check out some of these episodes. We've been talking about everything. We've been we've been on the cutting edge of everything. A lot of times we say stuff and then we'll see it pop off in the news a couple of weeks later, just showing us that we've been right on track, right on target. So you know what? You want to see how great we are at predicting the future? Go back and listen to the past and you'll see what's going on. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast. Anywhere you choose to listen, you can find Power to the People. You can find us on Amazon. Just ask Alexa to play Power to the People. You can find us on Pandora, iHeart, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, um, Apple. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. You can also go to our social media spots on Facebook at Power to the People. Uh, we have a page right there. There's an action button. You press the action button, the latest podcast. This one will be right up there. Or you can find us on uh, Twitter at Power to the Peeps, P-O-W-E-L-L, the number two, the letters D-A-P-E-E-P-S, Power to the Peeps on Twitter. You can get at us there. You can leave us direct messages either on either platform. Uh, we will see you all, not next week, but the week after. Peace. Peace.